Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. So welcome to another T2 Hubcast with you, Spencer Locker and you, Martin Johnson. So we... um... We're on the fifth in the series of mindset types. Yeah. We've done the Alpha Wolf, the mm-hmm. Snow White, the Needy Child, and the Puppet Master. So we're coming on to the, the fifth of six. Um, and we're going to do the racing driver. Right. We're talk about the racing driver mindset that, that we talk about in the workplace. Yeah. Um, same drill as the last uh, four hubcasts. And um, start off, we'll introduce the racing driver and then we'll you can ask me some questions and we'll see where it goes. Cool. So um, the racing driver then, it's it's very similar in guys to mm. the alpha wolf. All right, okay. In the fact, Spence, that these are very independent, yeah. self-motivated, uh, can operate alone. Um, they're really driven and unconsciously competent. But there's one stark difference between the racing driver and the alpha wolf, because many of them things I've just said could appear in the alpha wolf. Yeah. The stark difference between a racing driver, and it's the reason we call it the racing driver, is that they are open to taking communication and guidance along the way. They're coachable. Yeah. Your racing drivers can still operate alone. They still have their level of independence. They still want to go and contribute. They're still in but they want, they're open to critique. They're open to further coaching. They're open to feedback, right? They stick to the rules. They'll fill in the systems. They'll do the things you need them to do as well. And I liken it to a racing driver who's hurtling down at 100 miles an hour. Mm. He's in control of the car. Mm. He's raced a million races, yeah. but he's still taking feedback and advice through his ear. Yeah. And, and, he's, and he's still open to making changes along the way yeah. and adjustments. And that's... A, type of mindset that if we could bottle it, Mm. if we could bottle it in the workplace and we had 10 of them, you know what? The leader's job's an easy job. Yeah, yeah. Um, Racing drivers will also take on extra responsibilities like coaching junior members of the team. Right. You know, if you've got a new member that you're onboarding, stick them with your racing driver because not only will they get a good example of how to do the job, they'll get a great experience and positivity about the company and about stuff from the racing driver. Yeah. Um. And and that's that's typically the definition. All right. So so what what as much as we're looking at the definition there, and we're talking about independent, self motivated, driven, unconsciously motivated, um, open, uh, unconsciously competent. Sorry. Yeah. Um, open to co- communications and guidance, and and really good at coaching. The, those are all the pros as well, aren't they? They yeah. they are the that's what you see. They are the pros. I mean, the biggest the biggest positive about a racing driver is they can be left to do a job and you will know they'll do it to a great standard. Right, yeah. Um, Reliability. The, the, yeah. The, yeah, they're just, they're the type of people you can, you can dish, you can delegate to, you can delegate even some of the tasks that's not within their remit and they'll tend to get on and do it. They can juggle many things at once. Mm. We're going to come on to the heart surgeon in the last podcast. Mm. The heart surgeon doesn't juggle lots of things at once. In fact, it sends them into meltdown. But the racing driver is very, very capable at doing that. Mm. They can carry a workload. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and um, so the positives are is they will deliver for you. Absolutely right. deliver for you. Um, the other the other positive is is the impact they have on the wider environment. 
Yeah. Not only are they able to do that, but they're incredibly positive people and they're genuinely not getting caught up in that snow white, you know, alpha wolf moaning negative type mentality. Right. Yeah. They're genuinely quite positive uh, about and always focused on what can be achieved rather than what can't be. Right. So we're talking challenge state rather we're than threat state. Love it. You, you're absolutely yeah. on the money. They genuinely have a challenge state mindset. You know, yeah. they genuinely do, which is why they, they they tend to achieve things and operate at a fast pace. Right. So there's lots of positives to them. They're mm. also, you know, an ally for you as a leader because they will take on some of your responsibilities or they will coach other people for you. So right. there's plenty of positives to them. So it sounds like these people, uh, the uh, these racing drivers, are um, sort of getting getting ready to step up, as in this is what this is your talent. Your talent spotting. It could be, and in many cases it is, but there could be some racing drivers who are in a role and actually their worst idea of worst nightmare is being a manager. They don't mm. want to move up. They're quite happy doing the role, being the best at what they do, and, and they're getting fulfilled as a result. Of right. It. So not all racing drivers want to move up the chain. No. They don't always want progression. Um, but some of them are just fulfilled by the job satisfaction or what, what they're doing mm. or being the best at what they do. Yeah. So um, I've seen it in organisations where sometimes you promote the racing driver, they hate it, and they end up asking for their old job back. Thank you very much. I'm oh, quite right. happy. Yeah, I'm quite happy doing what I'm doing. So, um, but the point, the main points of the racing driver is very similar to the alpha wolf for mm. many guys is uh, they can perform from a from an outputs perspective similar to the alpha wolf at times. Mm. Difference being is their attitude, their open mindedness. And they're willing to continue to learn, take advice and feedback mm. is is so much more positive than the alpha wolf. Right, good stuff. So, what about cons then? Uh, well, when you look at areas to build on of a of a racing driver, um, I, again, like with I think it was the puppet master, I struggle. I struggle because who wouldn't want people who are mm. bloody good people, good to be around? Yeah, who are unconsciously competent, who deliver quality. And who are open to guidance, feedback, and collaboration? Who you know? What 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 more do you want in an employee? Um, racing drivers, if anything, if anything, because they operate at a fast pace, mm. they sometimes shirk the process. Right. Okay. So it's like I I don't want to get too bogged down with the things that take the longest time. I don't want to be putting all my expenses in every week. I don't want mm. to be you know, spending three hours on the CRM system or whatever it might be. Right. So sometimes, if anything, they 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 don't stop to to do the things that they need to do. So they'll build up, and they'll end up doing them because they mm. they'll do the right thing. But they'll end up saving it till the end of the month, and it takes them four hours to do something they could have maybe done over the last four weeks. You know. Right. Yeah. I'm laughing at myself because I'm a yeah. little bit like that with my expenses. You know, I end up putting my mileage claims in for the last three months, and I can't remember unless it's in my diary. I can't actually remember where I went three months ago. <laughs> you know, so racing drivers do get a little bit. Uh, if if they'll skip on anything, it'll be some of the process. Yeah. Um. But it, but again, they're unconsciously competent, so they know what they're doing. Cool. I think if anything, on a on a on a area to build on, and it might actually come on onto the next point when we deal with racing drivers. Is, yeah. Um, racing drivers. Potentially, because they're good, they mm. will be in demand. Right. And not only will they be in demand <clears throat> potentially by other departments in your business yeah. who spot this yeah. and want to poach them, mm. but they could be in demand from outside of your business. Oh, okay. 
And the greatest fear for me, for leaders or organizations with mm. racing drivers, true racing drivers, is losing them. Right. And they could easily skip for an extra 10 grand, 20 grand more somewhere else. So, mm. you know, um, not all of them do, but because racing drivers are constantly looking for the next thrill, the next the next big thing, you know, mm. they can operate very efficiently. Yeah. They could be in demand. So how would you tackle that? Well, this is it. I mean, the biggest management tip on the racing driver is this. For anybody who's done our situational leadership training, you'll mm. see that we have we had an additional bit to this, which is a, a grid, a coaching grid. And we have yeah. four grids, the nurture zone, the investment zone, the straight bat zone, uh, and the journey zone. Mm. Racing drivers usually sit in the top right. They're good on performance and they're open to coaching. Okay. So they're usually in the nurture zone. Yeah. The reason we call it the nurture zone, Spence, mm. is because we have to nurture our best people. Yeah. And what usually happens with the racing driver is managers will go, I don't need to worry about you. You're like gold dust. Mm. Thank God I've got you in my team. And you don't spend any time with them because you don't worry about them. You're becoming consumed by the Snow Whites and the Alpha Wolves, and you're spending time in the investment zone with your, you know, with your people who are coachable, but they're not getting it yet. So much so that actually your racing drivers just left. And the risk with that is that another manager from another department will show them some attention and promise them the world, or um, another organisation will offer them or try to headhunt them and you'll lose their best talent. Okay. So you need to nurture them. You Just because they are good doesn't mean they can't be better. It doesn't mean they can't be challenged. It doesn't mean they can't take on more responsibility. Mm. It doesn't mean they can't be coached. But you've got to make time for that. You can't just say, you're worth your weight in gold and thank God I've got you. What are you doing to engage your racing drivers and keep them challenged? Keep them challenged because they need challenge to be fulfilled. Yeah. Right? They like achieving things. They like... Uh, taking things on um, and you've got to nurture them. You can't just forget about them. And managers do unintentionally because they become consumed with the other people in the team. Right. So uh, we're talking about challenging and we're talking about making sure that they're given um, tasks, given challenges, um, but they're also nurtured. Yeah. So you need to nurture them as well. So um, is there anything else we can look at when we're engaging them? Well, if you remember on a previous Hubcast, I can't remember. Oh, it was the needy child. When we mm. were talking about the needy child mindset in your team who constantly needs reassurance and a go-to mm. to sanity check everything they're doing. Yeah. It's a perfect opportunity. We talked about mentorship. Yeah. We talked about assigning mentors <clears> to that person <throat> so yeah. you're not being contributed. Your racing drivers are perfect for this. Right. You know, assign, put, assigning them as a mentor, putting them on a mentors program, mm. assuming that they want to do that. Right, because like I said earlier, not all racing drivers might want to take on the people element of of, of progression. Mm. But the, even if it's even if it's not about management spence, even if it's about upskilling and 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 product knowledge or service knowledge yeah. or whatever it is, assigning them as a buddy to help your needy children or to help the other people in the department who aren't operating at the same level as them, yeah, that can be a great way of of keeping and nurturing the. Um, the racing driver. Right. Okay. Giving them, a, you are challenging them in, in, yeah. in, with different tasks and stretching them and giving them, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So, so you know, <clears throat> racing drivers are great. They, they appear very similar in guys to Alpha Wolves. One stark difference being they're coachable, they're yeah. open, they've got a growth mindset, mm. generally good to be around. Um, we can't afford to just leave them. Right. If you're going to fight for pay rises, if you're going to fight for promotions, if you're going to mm. fight for appraisals, 
these are the people we've got to fight for. Mm. Usually, right, I've seen it before, managers give uh, get a hard time from Alpha Wolves and everybody else who are a pain in the ass. That they, need, they want a pay rise and mm. they want this and they need an extra this and they want an extra day's holiday a year. And sometimes managers fight for the wrong people for an easy life. Mm. And because the racing driver or is not giving you a hard time, mm. you assume that, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're the people who should be rewarded. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. <laughs> Do you know what, Spence? You don't often come up with the, like, the little golden nuggets. <laughs> but if there's one thing that the listeners take from this, it's yeah. the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Yeah. And and that's what typically happens in management. Mm. To, to just stop the noise... We'll mm. give the wheel the oil. Yeah. Whereas the other wheels that have been working perfectly well and giving you no hassle mm. get nothing. Yeah. It's the same with the racing driver. Yeah. And don't overlook them. Don't assume that they don't want the same things mm. just because they're not giving you a hard time yeah. about it. So you've got to nurture them. You've got to look after them. You've got to fight for them. Mm. You've got to ask what they want. Mm. And this is where the one-to-one process goes. Well, what do they want in the future? Yeah. Do they want to be, do they want to have your job? Do they want to be the next director? Mm. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just want an extra. 10 grand a year in the back pocket. Yeah. Maybe they want to go to university and develop a master's or yeah. gain some qualifications. Yeah. Maybe they just want a thank you every now and then. Yeah. And acknowledgement. Course, if you've identified them as a racing driver, because uh, you're a good manager and you're, you're, you, you know your team, uh, and you've been on some... Uh, Let's say that you've been on some development course. Well, what like the human iceberg or something like that? <laughs> uh, and you've um, and you've printed you've printed your people. So when you're having your one to ones, you know what their unconscious motivators are, and well, that's going to help you communicate with them. Well, don't forget, fast paced operators driven. Most yeah. um, most racing drivers are likely to have a motivator around a three to yeah. succeed and achieve. Yeah. What's the one thing a three wants? Recognition. Yeah. So. I'm a three, so I can speak from example. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a racing driver and I'm probably a three, right? Mm. Well, I am a three. Yeah. So I can speak from example. For me, the a rec- recognition is important. Mm. The recognition that what you're doing is making a difference or yeah. is, is observed by others as a good job. Yeah, It's enough for me to go again. Mm. I don't always need the cash, mm. surprisingly. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't always need um, the grand gestures. I don't. But I do like recognition, mm. and, and as does the two, to be needed and appreciated. Yeah. So if you've got a racing driver, but you're just neglecting them because you're going, you're all right, and you mm. don't stop to actually, because what they do do in the workplace becomes the norm, their mm. level of performance becomes the norm, you stop recognizing them for it. Yeah. Oh, because it's Martin, and he's, he's good anyway. Why would I m- mention him in the next team meeting? Mm. I'll tell you what I'll do. It's like at school. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll mention the employee who's done one thing good this week, because usually they're a nightmare. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And the racing driver sat there thinking, I do this every bloody day. Yeah. The naughty kid at school who gets the merit badge yes. because they haven't filled somebody in today <laughs> or because they've behaved themselves. You yes. know, it's like it's like yeah. rewarding mediocrity. Yeah. And what leaders need to understand is that uh, they've got to go out the way to not only fight for the racing driver, but to engage them and nurture them yeah. and, and recognize and reward them. Never let it go stale and complacent because that's the dumb thing. That's yeah. just the way you are. Mm. It's getting boring saying well done to you now. Well, yeah. no, it's not because sometimes they thrive off recognition. Makes cool. sense? Yes, it makes a lot of sense. To, so, to, to, <laughs> to, so. To summarise then with the racing driver, the mindset. So when we're looking at identifying a racing driver, it's usually independent, self-motivated, 
self-driven, they've got that drive, that natural motivation, if you like. Um, uh, unconsciously motivated, it's not a, a conscious thing, it's a, just a natural default setting, if you like. Open to communications and guidance. Yeah. So they're really open to coaching and development, aren't yes. they? Yes. Um, when you're looking at pros and cons, because they're up to, they're, not only are they looking uh, good at sort of um, receiving guidance and coaching, they're good at giving it as well. So they are like a um, leading by example. This is this is a, a yeah. benchmark, if you like. We'll get involved in coaching and mentoring, etc. Yeah. yeah, bringing people on. Uh, the very reliable people. They will deliver for you. Yeah. Uh, environmental impact, they, they influence the people that they work with. Um, they are so influential in the within the team, around the group. Um, very positive, yeah. challenge state mindset as a default setting. Yes. Um, and the willingness to learn, open to guidance. Um, they are sort of the consummate professional. Yeah. Um, the, the, it, as you said, if you could have 10 people in there uh, that were all racing drivers, well, you know, you, you think of the best racing drivers that I've ever been, right? Mm. You, you look at your Schumachers and your Lewis Hamsons. Yeah. We talk a lot about marginal gains and stuff. Mm. The best racing drivers are the quickest drivers, but they're constantly looking for an extra edge. Yeah. They're constantly open to every idea about the mm. car, about the strategy that yeah. will make them go that bit quicker. Yeah. This is why we call them the racing drivers, and this is why they're open. Because mm. they're constant, they're a sponge. Yeah, they're a sponge. They'll soak <clears throat> everything up at the at gaining that extra bit of advantage. And when they're when they're collaborating with their um, pit crew, uh, and the pit crew said, "Right, tires are getting hot. You've got to come in on the next lap." They come in, get the fresh tires, and they go back out again. Where's the Whereas, Alpha Wolf? <laughs> Alpha Wolf, no. I'm doing all right I here. I know my car. Yeah, <laughs> and then they're limping round a couple of laps later with two flats. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so where, that we, we, that was the pros. When we said cons, there's not many cons where this is concerned. Uh, but what we did say is sometimes maybe uh, they might skip or avoid certain processes. Yeah. But the thing is, it's not as if they'll just dismiss it. They'll just they'll do it, but later. But it's yeah. Well, it was to your point there as well. Even the racing driver doesn't like coming into the pits. No, they're thinking I'm flying here. Yeah. I haven't got time for this, but they'll do it because they understand it. And it's like mm. in business, the racing drivers are, are you know, pressing ahead and mm. delivering and executing. And when they've got to attend that meeting or when they've got to fill in the systems or when they've got to go and mm. drive here or whatever, they'll do it. But it's if they can, they'll skip it, if yeah. anything. And that's maybe if it is a, a an area to build on, it's, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a major one. So uh, when we've identified them, we've got the pros and cons, then we start thinking about how we're going to engage them from a man managerial yeah. um, perspective. So because they've got all these pros and very few cons, what we need to do is we need to make sure that um, they are challenged because they are unconsciously competent, because they are um, reliable, because they have got all these good things. We need to stretch and we need to push and we cannot... I think we've got to stress more what we cannot do rather than we can yeah. do, really. Yeah. So we cannot just take them for granted. Yeah. We can't just sort of say, they're my best people, leave them to it, I'm going to focus my energies on Alpha Wolf or, or um, a Needy Child or Snow White or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we need to challenge them. We need to keep them in the boat. We need nurture. to nurture them. We need to stretch them. We need to find out what they want. Important. Um, That's yeah, an important point. Yeah. Not all racing drivers 
will want the same thing. Yes. We know they're good. They yeah. might be happy continually to be good. Just mm. pay me a bit of extra money every yeah, year. Yeah. They may want the promotion. They may want a qualification. They may want to move around departments. Mm. Who knows? But we've got to ask the question. Yeah. Because the only way we're going to nurture them is to understand what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many people have we known that that just sort of says, yeah, chuck them a couple of extra quid, they'll be all right. But, I'm, actually, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. Yeah. 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 Cool. Excellent. Good uh, session on the racing driver there then. Yeah, that's the fifth type of mindset you'll encounter in the workplace. Uh, we've got one more to go, which we're going to be doing immediately after this, yeah. which will form the final series of six. Um, and that will be on the sixth and final mindset, which is the heart surgeon. Heart surgeon. The, 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 uh, the title probably gives it away, hmm. or at least gives you an indication of the way this mindset operates, but yeah. we'll discuss it on the next Hubcast. Cool. Spencer Locker, thank you very much. Cheers, mine. And we'll see you again for another T2 Hubcast.